Hi guys, thank you for downloading another episode of the Experts at Nothing podcast. I'm on my own again, it should probably come as no surprise to you by now. Um, but this week I thought I would maybe give you a bit of an update um, about the engagement do and just a bit of a kind of general roundup. So when um, Samantha does come back to the podcast we can kind of get going and get 2020 going with some decent topics and themes so this past week if you listened to the last episode you know that we were prepping for Samantha's engagement party um it went really well I mean it must be nerve-wracking for anybody and well anyone involved really because you're kind of meeting people you don't know and there's always a sense of oh god am I going to be good enough blah 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 but everyone was so kind and really kind of went into it with a open-minded of introducing themselves and with a view to getting on and uh it was just delightful everyone had a nice time you looked around the room everyone was smiling and chatting I think you can't really ask for anything more than that um there were some lovely speeches which were a bit impromptu but lovely all the same so it bodes quite well for the wedding um and Samantha looked fabulous she had this very glitzy dress on she did have a bit of a crisis to begin with I did have a text message from her saying I hate my dress and the shoes don't go but she didn't need to worry because when we picked her up she looked fabulous Um, and the wind did not dampen her hair Um, that was a worry because if you're in the UK on the weekend it was blowing a gale Um, but we survived it was okay we literally got dropped to the door so the rain and the rain and the the wind couldn't couldn't affect us. Um, the room looked so lovely as well. We'd got there a bit earlier so we could dress the room with some of the bits and bobs that we'd been making, and we'd bought some foliage to make it look nice. And the room just looked lovely. And we had candlelight and some fairy lights, and it was just cosy and romantic and just nice just nice um and also the room that we were in in the restaurant had been hired for a photo shoot I think maybe that day or the day before or something and um the people that had been there before had left these beautiful kind of vases of flowers and posies and things and there was loads of them so the lady that worked at the venue said we could use them if we wanted so that was really nice to spread around the room having some fresh flowers and stuff and um yeah it was lovely and also it was quite nice actually because uh a few people had said well actually most people said how nice the room looked and how pretty it was um I didn't think they'd realized that we'd kind of put it all together um but a couple of people had said that we should do it as a job like dressing rooms and party kind of stuff so that was quite interesting you know maybe it's something to consider in the future you never know Perhaps we could um, expand the podcast into, I don't know, party-type stuff. I don't know what you'd call it, really, as a job title. I don't know, maybe maybe we need to create a title for it. Who knows? But uh, it kind of brings us on to, as well, the Saturday shout-out, if you follow us on um, our social media pages, because this week it was Laura Geller Maker, which... We kind of did a few Saturday shout-outs, kind of, 
I don't know, maybe six months ago. And then um, I don't really know why they kind of went by the wayside a little bit. But they're coming back. We've um, we've collated some, so we're going to kind of shine a spotlight on some of our favourite brands and things that we use. And they're not sponsored or anything because, quite frankly, we're not that... <laughs> We're just small, tiny little fish in the big pond, so we're not really on anywhere's radar at the moment to even get sponsored. But um, so it's all things that we've bought that we use. Um, and so yeah, so this week it was Laura Geller makeup, and uh, I think I think a lot of people don't really know about it. It's quite niche because there's only a few places I think you can buy it in the UK actually physically in a shop. Um, which I think is like Debenhams, but I know not every Debenhams have it. And um, I bought mine from QVC, <laughs> which I know some people really turn their nose up at shopping channels and stuff. But stay with me. I think QVC is great. I've only this is the the only thing I've ever bought from QVC, which is this makeup. And I always used to find that the um, shopping channels kind of fascinating anyway because. I don't know if it's just the way my brain works, but sometimes in, I would find them quite soothing. Um, especially something like QVC, especially when it's like um, jewellery or something, because they're quite soft-spoken and stuff. And so when I couldn't sleep in the middle of the night or whatever, I'd put it on and it would just calm me. And I'd kind of go into this trance. And uh, one evening, uh, I couldn't sleep, so I had it on. And they... Um, they do like a today's special value thing, so it was like a really good offer. So I ordered this Laura Geller makeup, never tried it before, but I was mesmerised by what they were doing on the model. And it was quite nice because my skin's not brilliant anyway. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And so it was nice to see a foundation that was a powder, but didn't dry your skin out. Well, that's what it looked like on the model anyway, on the TV. And so... Yes, I was sucking in by it, and I thought, ooh, it's like magic, so, you know. But I bought it, because QVC, apparently, you can use all of it and still send the product back if you still don't like it. So I thought, well, what have I got to lose, really? So I ordered this makeup, and I thought, ooh, I like it, and I really liked it. So I think the first that I had was their, like, um, foundation stuff, and then it come with a concealer, a bronzer, and a blush and um, mind blank then sorry and I like all of them love all of it especially especially the um concealer which I think like a spackle I think it's called um so the the stuff that was in the um Saturday show was the new things that I bought because again I was flicking through and I thought oh they've got some offers on and I like the Laura Geller stuff so much and it's so hard to find now in the UK because I don't think Debenhams are selling it anymore and QVC was kind of out of stock on so many different items so I just thought Do you know what I like this concealer so much that I'm just gonna buy whatever I could so I think they only had like one color left which happened to be my color and I thought I'm buying it so um that's the thing that um, was shown on the Saturday shout out so uh, if you know of anywhere else in the UK that I can get it please let me know because I think it's ace um, I'm not brave enough to actually kind of do a makeup tutorial or anything because I don't claim to be very good at makeup I like makeup but I would 
I can't really compete with the Instagram models. And also I'm not really brave enough to kind of put my face out there, especially with like no makeup and then makeup. So you might have to just trust me on the fact that I like Laura Geller stuff. Um, but yeah, if you've got any kind of hero or Geller products that I've not tried yet or wasn't in the picture, then let me know because I'm always up for trying them. And um, yeah, if anyone wants to gift us it, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> uh, so yes, that's that's. I wore some of that makeup to the party and I was happy with my makeup actually. Normally I'm, I'm worried about like sweating it off or whatever. The only thing was that my lips it didn't really last because obviously we were eating. I know that's a real first world problem but it's slightly in a way isn't it? But then I did choose to wear like a red lip so I kind of, I was asking for it really wasn't I? But uh, yeah, there you go. Um, what else have we been up to? Oh, we've been bridesmaid shopping again. Um, I have to admit, I think if you listened to the last one, I, I think I mentioned how tricky it was kind of finding, uh, A, an outfit that we, me and the other brides are happy with, B, that they're kind of the same brand, and then C, colour, fit, etc. Um, and so we went again, and this time, the other bridesmaid did really well in finding her, so you think we've kind of pinned it down. But I was the one having, like, the crisis of confidence, I just really wasn't feeling it and I felt bad for Sammy because I thought oh I feel like I'm being such a bitch really um kind of not being very motivated and stuff and I I can't kind of hide it from my face very well if I'm kind of upset or I don't know not right and um yeah I just I felt I wasn't really feeling it I just quite frankly I just felt like a flump one of these marshmallow flump things. I just, I knew that partly the colour of the dress, but it was just the way I felt. You know, I just, you just feel like a beast, an absolute beast in something. And, um, oh, it was just getting me down. And then, like, I tried on one dress and it had like a, it was weird. It had a big slit up the front, and like, and not even to the side on the leg, like right in between your two legs, like, basically just to show your for JJ kind of thing and um so I put this dress on and it was it just gave me a camel toe I, I don't know how it's possible for a dress to give you a camel toe but this one did because the where the seam was for the top of the split was right in my nunu area so it just made it look out of camel toe oh it was embarrassing obviously we're not going with that dress absolutely not um but I just and like I tried on one dress and I couldn't even get it past my legs it was just so depressing and I appreciate that not every dress is going to be available in my size and normally they're a bit small or too big or whatever and you pin it and clamp it so you can get an idea so they try and do it for everyone to be able to try something on but it was oh it's a treacherous experience I'll be honest and the other thing I don't know if it's the same with wedding dresses but I've never known a dress shop for the sizes to be so inaccurate to the high street I mean I have arrived clothes from designer stuff to high street supermarkets and on the whole I'm kind of around the same size or at least like I can split between two sizes occasionally I can go down sizes which is wonderful but that doesn't happen very often these days but um so I know I've put weight on, like, 
I know that, and I know Christmas has been here and stuff, but, like, my normal clothes still fit, so it's not like I've literally inflated to the point where nothing fits me, but yet you go into these bridesmaid dresses and you look at the tag and you think, well, that should be swimming on me, like, that's not the size I would wear in the high street, and you can't do the bloody thing up, and you think, "Uh, uh, what's going on? Um, So it's like the dresses I was trying on were like two to three sizes bigger than what I would have on the high street and some of them still weren't even fitting or doing up with the zip and you just think this does nothing for my self-esteem whatsoever it wouldn't even be so bad if you know um like some of those designers I think like Ted Baker do it where you're a one two three four and then that is a like a one is a eight to ten and two is a ten to twelve that kind of thing just for your own kind of mental well-being because I was when I'm feeling like crappy anyway about trying these dresses on I'm feeling like an absolute beast and a marshmallow I don't need to be reminded of the fact that I'm trying on a dress that if I tried the equivalent size on in Martin Spencer's it would be swimming on me I just don't understand and I think that kind of really bothered me as well and I don't know it just made me feel really poop and yeah, of which, I don't even know, I, I, I think it's a common thing, I obviously eat my feelings, because I came home feeling a bit poop, and yet I still then stuff my face with leftover Christmas chocolate, like what the hell is wrong with me, like for goodness sake, <sighs> I need help, seriously I think I need help, but um, we'll, we'll have to go again, we've booked in to go again for to a different shop this time, to try some more dresses on so I'm hoping that my attitude towards my flump like body <laughs> will improve by then because well it has to quite frankly I can't I can't get away from it so I had to embrace the flump but I've been trying to distract myself um because you know they put wallow in or whatever and if I wallow then I just eat more and then I feel even worse. So I've been trying to like keep myself busy and stuff. So um, I've been doing some work from the podcast. Uh, so I've been doing um, some blog posts and Instagram posts and some research for different things coming out. So that's quite exciting. And I'm trying to kind of really manifest that the podcast is successful this year. Um, yes, we're not the best at kind of audio or I don't know, some might say we're not really the best at actually podcasting, I don't know, Um, there's definitely things we could obviously improve and we're trying to kind of get there and I think by our own admissions we're a bit technophobic when it comes to stuff like the recording and the audio and stuff, I don't really understand it if I'm honest, so we just kind of fly by the seat of our pants and go with it and we don't really like to kind of edit anything so that's why we just do it straight because I think if we had to do it and listen back and I don't think there'd be anything left I think we just cut everything so we um yeah we're getting it so I'm trying to kind of do that thing where people manifest it and put it out into the universe and hope it's successful because it'd be really nice if we could kind of reach a bigger audience because we feel like we've got something to say and the people that listen to our podcast already thank you for listening you've kind of stuck with us so it'd be nice if yeah, I don't know. If people enjoyed it and kind of 
I don't know. We did well out of it. That'd be nice. That'd be really nice. Um, but I've also got a kind of big meeting this week, which has been taking up my time about my Emmy. So yes, I still suffer from Emmy. It's not going anywhere. And actually that I think was kind of partly why this week's been a bit tough, really, because um, whenever I have to go to a social situation with people that I've never met before, um, and I think I've obviously touched on this before on the podcast, so much of your identity is wrapped up in what you do. So whenever you meet a stranger, whether it be a wedding or and you can even be a bloody bus stop, um, I find that the kind of obvious conversation stories also what do you do um and I find it so hard to kind of say I didn't do anything (laughs) um and I I have a complex about it uh I think because I'm quite a proud person I've worked since I was like 18 and now I can't and I know it's through no fault of my own I can't do anything about it but it's still you still have people that give you that look of, oh, don't really know what to say, and don't really be honest, like, are you just a bit tired? Um, so I was a bit nervous about uh, the engagement too, and obviously meeting people that I don't know, and everyone was lovely, but it was still an issue for me having to say that I don't work and stuff, and I'd, um, <laughs> I'd actually heard a lady on the telly, um, someone had asked her what she did I think she was on like a quiz show or something and some she her answer was what well, I don't work at the moment because of health reasons so I kind of borrowed it um and so I, I used that line and I still felt that like I needed to feel the silence of oh yeah what I used to do like verbal diarrhea kind of thing and uh, bless I mean um one person who kind of knows me and stuff was here in the conversation and I was saying well yeah I don't work anymore I used to work for the police and now I just kind of stay at home and do nothing and they were really in my corner and they said no don't say that you don't do nothing um he said you do all your craft work and you make wonderful Christmas decorations and you made this that and the other for this evening and it was so nice to have someone in your corner and it meant so much to me probably more than they would ever know um and I think I'm so used to just kind of putting myself down or uh not embracing my situation and and owning it and being confident about it that it was nice to have someone to remind me to kind of chastise myself and be like no stop it you know you are worthy of it and you are worthy of being here and it's not through your fault that you don't work and to kind of just be proud of what I can do so that was really nice but um yeah it's tricky it is tricky but uh I said yeah I've got this meeting anyway this week which is about Miami and it's at the hospital and I've not it's weird it's kind of I don't really ever meet anyone else with Emmy um not really for a long time because I went to a meeting once before and it it was kind of just when I first got diagnosed and it was just kind of explaining a bit more about what the illness was and we didn't really have to speak there was other people in the room but um to be quite honest we were so exhausted by listening to this person speak at us that we didn't really have time to 
or effort or energy to communicate with anyone else. It was a case of just get me home so I could go to bed. Um, so I didn't ever really chat to anyone else with the illness or really come across people in real life actually. I follow a few people on Instagram that have the illness and can totally relate to what they're saying but I'm not really one who engages with stuff like that. I kind of just double tap and move on. But this meeting is um, it's like a little workshop and there's going to be five uh, meetings over ten weeks and it's um, for two hours and apparently there's about six people there and they're all going to be strangers and oh it just makes me nervous because I don't know what to expect and I feel terrible because whenever I go into situations like this it's inevitably people worse off than me because the illness is so um different for every person so um, some people still go to work with the illness and kind of no one would ever know and then the next person could be bedridden and use a wheelchair so there's so many different degrees of the illness which is what's so frustrating because then people kind of I think don't always appreciate the, the different degrees of illness you can get if you know someone with maybe a um I'm not explaining it very well but if you know someone with ME and, and they still live a normal life and then you meet someone else with ME who maybe don't work and they think, well, I know someone who who's fine. I think that's what I'm trying to say. So when you go to these meetings, there is a wide variety of condition, like level of conditions. So um, there'll be people that will probably be, be kind of worse off than me, some that will be better than me. And when I do stuff like this I just feel like what the hell am I moaning about when someone else is far worse than me and I need to not do that to myself because then I kind of um I downplay then my symptoms and my issues and I need to not do that that's what I'm trying to tell myself in 2020 to not do that anymore because why should I um I have an illness I've got the same illness as the next person and just because I may look put together doesn't mean that I'm not suffering in the same way um but it's kind of just it's going to play on my mind I think and so this week's been really kind of weird because I was obviously there and it's gnawing at me because I'm nervous because I don't know what to expect I'm sure once I get the first one out of the way I'll feel much better because there's always that sense of unknown isn't it like what am I going into like dragon's den but um I mean does anyone else do that do they feel like there's kind of when something's I don't know like underlying in the back that you're nervous about it kind of just affects everything like and it makes you feel low and your confidence disappears when in situations that you think well normally I'd be fine um I think people really do underestimate the power of anxiety and stress to affect just your normal day-to-day life so um I'm really hoping that once this meeting's out of the way and I kind of know what to expect I'll feel a bit more confident about myself and then that will have an effect on when we go trying on dresses and I'll not feel such a flump and you know it it will have a 
better knock-on effect as opposed to having a negative knock-on effect. Here's hoping, anyway. Um, but I feel like I've been a bit doom and gloom this episode, and it's only kind of a mini one just to kind of catch you up, just to um, uh, touch base, shall I say. It's a very um, office manager term, isn't it, that? It's touch base. You think, oh, fuck off. Um, <laughs> just email me. Uh, but yeah, another thing I'm kind of bringing back in this episode, I realised that we haven't really done a positive spin on things, and that's kind of my fault, because it's been a bit patchy with the podcast, and kind of just, if I'm honest, forgot to do it, but um, I feel like the positive spin on uh, this episode, really, and what I spoke about, is that, and I think most people can kind of poach this if they wanted to, I think you just need to remind yourself that in whatever scenario you're in or whatever issues you're having in your life that maybe not your confidence or or you don't feel as good as you should do I think we just need to remind ourselves that we still hold a value even if we don't feel like it um and ultimately I mean in my situation ultimately the meeting I'm going to it isn't meant to be bad and everyone's in the same boat as I say different degrees but everyone is in the same boat um and it it can't be any worse than what I imagine in my head it can only be helpful so if you translate that into whatever you're you have going on in your life um everyone has their own stuff going on and you might feel like the world's ending to you but actually someone else could be in a situation and they could be thinking that they're envying your lifestyle because the way you deal with it or whatever that like you you still hold a value and and your value may be that you're helping other people by imagine managing whatever you have going on the best way you can so just I don't know, just remind yourself that you hold a value even if you don't realise it, even if you don't feel like it. You value, you are of a value and you're a value to yourself and to other people. So that's what I'm, I'm giving you to take away from this episode. Try not to be too Oprah-like. I'm sorry if I sounded a bit bushy there, but um, we value you and I'm sure everyone in your life values you and to be honest even strangers can value you and you probably don't even know it um it's these interactions that we have on a day-to-day basis that means nothing to you but it could really touch someone without you even knowing it so yeah remind yourself when you're feeling crappy and you think oh god like what have I got to offer someone you have more than you think you hold a value and you just need to kind of remind yourself of that. So there you go. I hope that helps maybe someone today. But as ever, you can get involved and tell us um, what you've been up to. If you um, have a makeup brand that you like, if you think Laura Geller's crap, let me know. Um, love to hear from you. Happy to take suggestions on something else. Um, you can contact us via Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and the usual email, and the details of which can be found in our bios on all of the above. And as always, you can like, rate, subscribe, and share, and you can join a revolution of being experts at nothing. So until next week, um, I'll see you soon. Bye.